Welcome to Disability Services with Chaim Solomon. This podcast is graciously sponsored by Yudai Chesed, serving people with disabilities for over 25 years. Located in Muncie, their uh, website is www.yudai.org. Please check it out. This um, podcast, I have uh, the pleasure of having a good friend of mine, uh, Rabbi Yechil Spry. And we're going to talk about ABA services. Um, a lot of people don't know what ABA is, how it can benefit, maybe it doesn't benefit. So, like, what is ABA? Okay, very good question, Chaim. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you about ABA, which is my passion. So, ABA stands for Applied Behavior Analysis. It's actually a science which is fathered by B.F. Skinner. And uh, it basically explains everything in terms of behaviors from a behavioral perspective. And it's not necessarily a therapy, it's actually a science. So how, does that, how would ABA benefit a child? So that's a great, a great question. And um, so the way it benefits the child is because it's a science. So a science comes a lot with techniques. So we analyze behavior using that science. And when we analyze behavior, we have the ability to develop tools that we can use to train a child to do or not to do. Mm-hmm. So there, I guess analyzing there's data involved that you would use to, for the science and the analytical portion. Yes. So anal- analytics and behavior is actually... Uh, something very real and it's done by observation of what the child or person is doing and we as as behavior analysts we apply the science that we know and we interpret the observations that we see and we can explain what it means and how to change behavior so someone's out there, they're listening to this podcast, they want to know, does their child qualify for ABA services? How would they know if their child would qualify for these services? Very good question. So in terms of qualifying for, for applied behavior analysis for ABA, the answer would be that, for example, in New York State, and so so it is also widespread in throughout the United States that you need to have an uh, a diagnosis of autism also known as ASD autism spectrum disorder in order to qualify meaning in order for insurance to pay or in order for other funds to become available to get ABA services uh, so if someone who might have a developmental disability but doesn't have ASD, autism spectrum disorder, they probably wouldn't qualify, correct? So they wouldn't qualify in terms of the widespread funds that are known, but uh, of course they could benefit from ABA. ABA is a science that can help any child with any problem if utilized properly. But in terms of how the funds come in, then yes, in order to qualify for funds for ABA services, you need to have 
uh, autism diagnosis. It used to be known as Asperger's uh, pervasive development disorder. Uh, there's uh, NOS, which is nowadays with the with the most updated uh, description of autism in the DSM, it's all under one umbrella. ASD, autism spectrum disorder, from very low functioning, it's a spectrum all the way up to very high functioning, and they all qualify for their for the same ABA services under insurance. So now, if someone has autism spectrum disorder, we know it's a spectrum disorder. So as you were saying, there are people that have a high functioning, people that are lower functioning. Now, would it be the best type of uh, you know, application for behaviors for all children or if someone ha or all children with autism? Uh, or is it that some people maybe a different approach, uh, such as, um, you know, floor time or something like that might be a better approach for a person, right? Or is it, yes, everybody can fit in the same uh, cookie cutter? Right. So that's a great question. Now, if I'm a BCBA and I really believe in what I'm doing, then... I'd probably say that this is the best option for everybody, with meaning any child with autism. Now, what there's a lot of myths about it, meaning a lot of myths on what ABA is. And like some people would say, oh, ABA is just like monkey say, monkey do. But uh, that's not necessarily true. ABA, as I started, is applied behavior analysis as a science. The question is, and how do you implement it? And that, of course, has to be tailored to the child's needs, the child's level. And there are many different methodologies that branch out of the general ABA science. So it's not a one-size-fits-it-all. It needs to be tailored to every person, every child, in accordance to what their needs are. Now, I know there are many ABA uh, programs out there uh, in the um, Jewish community, um, non-Jewish community. What uh, distinguishes ABA programs? Why would someone choose one program over another? Right. So uh, I actually have that experience. I've been working uh, in the past with uh, many different uh, ABA agencies and different uh, educational and clinical settings. So some ABA programs will primarily treat lower-functioning children. Some will specifically treat only higher functioning children. Some ABA programs are primarily designed as home-based programs. Some are designed as clinic-based programs. I've even uh, come across a program that's like a, like a rehab, like you come there for a short while and uh, take care of uh, some behavioral problems and you get released. There are many different ways and many different uh, settings in uh, ABA programs. Uh -huh. So a person really has to be educated about which program uh, is best for their child. Now, you were working for an uh, ABA company. You decided to start your own big uh, you know, leap of faith, I guess, or you know, gutsy. What made you want to start your own ABA company? So... Uh... I, I've, I've got that question a lot in the past and uh, actually in the past year. And uh, my answer is until now, I've been working for many different agencies. Now I say I'm working for the children that I'm servicing, meaning I'm taking my experience 
that I have, what I've seen all over, and I'm saying it's not one size fits at all. You need to tailor it to every child individually. Now, specifically, myself, um, Momentum Behavior Care has been handcrafted by BCBA and a certified special ed teacher with one thing in mind, to help as many children and families as possible. So this, all decisions are not made like by hedge fund managers or Wall Street investors. It's made by a person with rock solid clinical background and who's on top of, of all the decisions. Right, and uh, do you specialize in working with certain children like you know, some, as you said, some ABA uh, programs work with higher functions, some work with lower. What's your, your experience? What's your specialty in working with uh, different types of children? Or you tailor different BCBAs to different types of children? How does that work? Right. So, uh, so of course, uh, we're not going to say that we have the answer for everyone. And we evaluate every client as they come in and we try to see if we can help them. And if we cannot help them, then we of course refer them out to some other programs that are there, some other good programs that are out there. So we actually work with uh, high functioning children. And um, I would say our specialty is to help bridge the gap between what the child is doing all day and uh, what the child will be doing at home. We work very closely with all other professionals uh, for example, school staff, uh, speech therapists, occupational therapists, uh, psychologists, mental health counselors. And we believe that a child can do well all day, not necessarily only in school, not necessarily only, other, only at home. Now, we have a clinic-based setting. We have home-based. If we feel that we cannot service the client, if we cannot, if we cannot uh, give the best potential that the child can reach, then we would refer them out to other agencies. We wouldn't hold them. Right, so that was really what impressed me when we worked a couple of years together. I was running a day program, and many people that received ABA would uh, just get the ABA. They would, the, I would never see the BCBA. I would never see the ABA tech. But you actually reached out to me. You called me and uh, said, let's work in tandem together. I was really super impressed by that, you know, that you wanted to be a partnership with every child that you were working with. Um, I have to interrupt. I was actually very impressed with you as well. Um, you were one of the, I would say, very few day uh, have personnel that would be so responsive and want to make that work, bridge the gap between what's happening during the day and, what, and what's happening at home. Great, because that's, at the end of the day, the goal of uh, any program. But, you know, in terms of your ABA, in terms of you said you're here for the children, give me your biggest accomplishment that you've seen working with a child with ABA. He couldn't do X, and now he's doing this. What, what goals did you see someone uh, reach? Great question. So there are many stories that I that I can share. Um for example, uh, we've had many uh, stories of, uh, like, of like all the way lower functioning children, for example, a child that has not been uttering a word um, and then started talking. We had a 16-year-old that we were working and 
for many years, they have been receiving all types of services, but they've never actually uh, been trained in, in using a proper uh, communication system. And we were able to implement a proper communication system uh, which featured verbal and nonverbal cues with the technology that's out there today. Uh, I can just also share with the higher, on the higher functioning side that uh, just like today I got a phone call from a client that we started consulting a couple of weeks ago and there were many aggressive behaviors involved and the parents and the child were not, uh, were not really handling it. Uh, after a few consulting sessions in the past few weeks, the father just called me up and, and, and said, you know what, just, just so with yourself meeting with my son and giving me the guidance uh, that you gave me in the, in the past few weeks, I just feel my son is totally different in, in a positive way. He calmed down and he sees that we're interesting. He sees the passion that we have for him. He sees that we have a plan for him and he's already choosing a better path in his life. And he's already thinking much more into what he's doing and he's already doing much better in terms of when it comes to maladaptive behavior. He's already having his own positive goals in mind to, in terms of socially appropriate behavior. So yes, uh, that's our, that's our, that, that's, that's what keeps us going. The, the, the feedback that we get from, from parents, that's what keeps up, keeps us going. Okay. So now somebody's listening to this podcast and they say, Hey, you know, I want to reach out to Momentum. I want to know how to get in touch. What's the best way that they can get in touch with uh, your program? Uh, you know, maybe give a number and they can reach out to you for an intake. Sure. So our office number is 845-367-9222. And uh, you just follow the prompts and you'll get over to someone friendly that will just be more than willing to help you. My personal uh, cell phone number is 845-579-2454. You can also shoot me an email at yspry, that's going to be letter Y-S-P-R-E-I, at mbclba.com, M as in Mary, B as in boy, C as in cat, L as in Larry, B as in behavior, A as analysis.com, and I'll be more than happy to assist you with your needs amazing so i really want to thank you for coming on uh being our first guest in uh this podcast of disability want to thank Yudei chesed for graciously sponsoring uh the podcast their website is www.yudei.org please check them out and uh hopefully we can help as many children as possible uh if aba is the right approach for them thanks so much thank you